0: Welcome to Healing at the Speed of Light. Every week, we discuss how laser therapy is changing healthcare and how you can benefit. Now, here is your host and founder of Laser Therapy Institute, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Light this over here. All right. we well, got one person who can see us, so that's good enough for me. Hey, thanks for joining us today, sir. We're going to get rolling then. We'll go ahead and get rolling and then... Uh, Sounds great. Should be good. So this is an exciting uh, topic today because we haven't covered... Parkinson's from a photobiomodulation standpoint yet on Mm the podcast. So that's what we're going to be doing today.
1: That's exciting. Yes.
0: Christy, thank you for joining me today. If you don't know Christy, she is a certified laser therapy technician. Mm -hmm. She has done laser therapy treatments for our patients for many, many years. She's seen a lot of this in action. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right now, she heads up our uh, content course development and creativity side at LTI, so if doctors are getting training from us, they're working with uh, courses that Christie has had the final, um, the final say on, technically, and final say on design, at least.
1: On that, but all the information is right from your brain oh, and the research that we get to discuss. And so collaborative effort, but spearheaded by you.
0: Well, that is a big piece is the clinical uh, exper- experience side. That does matter quite a bit. And I've done laser for uh, quite a while now, Mm -hmm. about 10,000 treatments a year or so that we deliver. Uh, And if you haven't met me yet, my name is Dr. Jason Roundtree. I'm a chiropractor. I'm also a certified medical laser safety officer and we are LTI. So what we do is we educate doctors on how to deliver effective laser therapy treatments in their practice. We also help with laser device selection, training laser techs, and we deliver Uh, all of our members, custom laser therapy protocols and settings that work very, very well. They're based on research, research like we're going to be covering today, but they're also proven in clinical practice.
1: And that's where it gets back to the patients. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. So most people that are joining us now are probably wanting to know, you know, how does laser therapy work for Parkinson's? Maybe even what is laser therapy? Maybe right. even what is Parkinson's? So mm-hmm. we're gonna cover all that today. We're gonna be very simple, very direct, very really as brief as I can make it. I promise. Um, <laughs> you laugh because you know I'm not really good at that.
1: You like words and you like educating people. I do. I think this and is that's, important. It's very important.
0: I feel like if patients understand what their disease is um, or their loved one's disease, they'll be better able to make good decisions about what type of treatment to right. pursue or not pursue. Right. Um, and it makes people feel a lot better about their prognosis, about their outcomes mm-hmm. when they actually know um, you know, what's going on in the background, why right. they feel the way they do, what right. what is happening with new research that comes out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, we're focusing today Uh, We're kind of basing our our whole conversation off of a study with a very interesting title. This was published in two thousand twenty one. Very recent, yeah, very very recent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just uh, it's right at the beginning of twenty twenty one, January twenty twenty one, in Open Medicine Journal. And the title of this study is "Effects of Concomitant Use of Hydrogen Water and Photobiomodulation on Parkinson's Mm -hmm. Disease." concomitant just means
1: that was going to be you're stumping me on that word (laughs) yeah
0: real real fast yes so concomitant just means together okay so they put the effects of photobiomodulation or laser therapy as well as hydrogen water Mm
1: -hmm. together
0: do you know what hydrogen water is
1: i know i'm just going to say no okay
0: all right so i would heard of this before but Uh, When I looked into it years ago, I really wasn't at all interested in it. So when I saw the title of the study, I thought, this is interesting. So they're using hydrogen water, which as far as I know, doesn't... I I don't really know that much about it, I guess. Uh, But then also photobiomodulation for Parkinsonism. So... uh, Let's go ahead and dive right into this, and then we'll get into the real meat of what we're going to address today. So number one, they say Parkinson's disease is the second most common neurodegenerative disease. That means where the neurons, the brain, actually degenerates, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It affects approximately 1% of people aged more than 60 years, which doesn't sound like a lot. About 1%. But if you think about even the population of the United States, about 330 million, uh, how many of those are over 60, you then break that down to 1%. You're talking about millions of people that are affected by Parkinson's. Um,
1: And somebody knows somebody who's affected by this.
0: Right. So. Definitely. Definitely. Because it's a very obvious disease. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't always know if somebody maybe has bone cancer. Right. You don't always know if somebody even has Alzheimer's, but Parkinsonism is Quite easy to spot for most people, and mm-hmm. um, it's it's more well known in the media. There, you got right. Michael J. Fox, mm-hmm. is a celebrity with a very public, um, you know, progression of Parkinsonism. Um, and the problem, the biggest problem with it, is that no cure or disease modifying approach is available. Mm-hmm. So it's a irreversible right. disease that just marches steadily onward, and there's not a lot that can really be done to reduce the severity uh, or actually try and fix the disease itself. They go on to say here that photobiomodulation, or laser therapy, plus hydrogen water is safe and it reduces disease severity for Parkinsonism. That's pretty bold.
1: That is very bold. Yeah
0: so i thought okay hold on I don't, know, I don't know much about the hydrogen water i know there's good stuff with photobiomodulation because obviously I mean, that's what we mm-hmm. do um, but i better read this a little bit more and really see what we're talking about here because that's that's a bold claim about uh... at least one technology that i don't know that much about so we're going to answer three questions today because this is not just an open shot wow okay laser therapy works for parkinson's it'll make your parkinson's better that's not at all what we can just go ahead and say no. So we need to dig into this one a little bit more. So we're going to answer three questions today. Number one, does laser therapy or photobiomodulation help Parkinson's? Number two, does hydrogen water have benefits? And what is it? Uh. Um, And then number three, does laser therapy overclock the cells and produce damage?
1: That means make too many cells or make them too too hyperactive
0: right yes and that's a question i've had from a number of patients you know oh well if this is supposed to help my cells you know does it do too much does it kind of uh supercharge them to the point where they can be overstimulated maybe
1: maybe cause damage right Mm -hmm. so those are
0: three things we're going to address all in today's episode so let's start with number one can laser therapy or photobiomodulation help parkinson's disease um and and if it does how does it work how how could possibly light therapy help Parkinson's disease. Because we're not talking about laser surgery, we're not going in and, mm. and burning the brain or anything like no. that. Is, no.
1: It's very safe, non-invasive.
0: Yes, completely non-invasive, that's mm-hmm. right. Um, very, very excellent safety record. There's actually mm-hmm. no severe adverse events have ever been recorded in over 50 years of research. Um, and so it's just the application of the right kind of light to the right kind of tissues right. uh, to stimulate a positive response. So, I'm going to read you a quote from the study here. You get to the right page. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Okay. Bear with me here. They say the association between mitochondrial dysfunction and Parkinson's disease has been well known for decades. So, mitochondria, those are the little units inside your cells that create energy for Mm -hmm. your cells to use. Mm -hmm. They say that a study demonstrated a decrease and mitochondrial subunits in the brains of people with Parkinson's disease. So the impairment of mitochondria, which is a cellular powerhouse, leads to an energy shortage, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So those neurons are then less able uh, to enhance glycolysis to overcome that deficit in ATP synthesis or the, the generation of energy just because of the cell type that they are. The dysfunctional mitochondria also generate excessive reactive oxygen species. And I know this is getting a little bit technical, but reactive oxygen species are a, a, like a poison to the cell. Right. Antioxidants
1: mm-hmm.
0: help to reduce these oxidants. Okay. okay but, but uncontrolled reactive oxygen species actually do damage to the cells.
1: Right.
0: And then those, uh, those are called free radicals. They attack the cellular organelles and the nuclei, leading to genetic mutation and cellular dysfunction that overwhelming oxidative damage results in apoptosis, or cell death, and then the loss of those dopaminergic neurons is just totally inevitable. They say there's several approaches that may boost mitochondrial function, like coenzyme Q10, coQ10, -hmm. um, aerobic exercise, um, but those are applied systemically, and their effect on the targets, which are the dopaminergic neurons, is limited. So essentially, with Parkinson's disease, you have a decrease in mitochondrial productivity, Mm -hmm. which means you're getting less energy in those cells, and they become damaged, and because they're special cells, they're neurons, they can't repair themselves in a way that like muscle cells can. Mm -hmm. So this really affects these particular brain cells uh, much more than it would affect any other cells. Now, the reason that we're talking about that is because Laser therapy, photobiomodulation, is specifically targeted to improve the way that the mitochondria work. Right. So the idea here is that you can reverse some of the dysfunction in the mitochondria by using very safe, non-invasive photobiomodulation or light therapy on those cells. Right. Okay? That's the idea. And there are studies that show good results for Parkinson's disease uh, with... Uh, laser therapy or photobiomodulation and clinical experience on not only our part, but many practitioners across across the globe show that yes, you can use laser therapy to benefit Parkinsonism, but this study
1: does it just slow it down, or does it actually help reverse it? It
0: can help reverse it. However, it is still a progressive disease. So right. it's something you have to continue to fight. It's not like you so can it's, shine it's some light on there. and Three then...
1: steps forward, two steps back, in a way. It, yeah, exactly. Okay. It's
0: something you have to almost maintain. Mm-hmm. And this is all still very theoretical. It's right. still very experimental. But yes, right. it's not something you can uh, cure. Mm-hmm.
1: Certainly not right. a cure. No. But
0: something to improve the way at which um, the disease progresses mm-hmm. and, and improve symptoms, absolutely. But this particular study mm-hmm. may not be a very reliable source for claiming that laser therapy or photobiomodulation really helps with Parkinson's disease. So, number one, there were no changes on blood tests that, they, that these researchers ran. So okay. they ran the study for two weeks. They did blood work before and after. Mm-hmm. There were no changes that were obvious uh, on here. And, and they weren't really expecting any um but in a lot of cases, when you apply laser therapy, you do see some parameters in blood in blood mm-hmm. tests that do improve, right. uh, even unrelated to the pathology mm-hmm. you're trying to treat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's our number one kind of flag that says, yeah, maybe this isn't quite uh, the right fit here. But the biggest one is they even admit this. They say, look, this is an open label study, meaning that the participants, the patients, knew what they were getting. You know, um, So it wasn't they, blind, it, it wasn't
1: placebo. Exactly. Okay.
0: So they say the improvement was most obvious in the mood and cognitive outcomes.
1: And, and that's great. That's a positive. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But they say these are results that are possibly biased by that placebo effect mm-hmm. because it wasn't really controlled. The patients knew they were getting treatment. There was no question. Mm-hmm. And they were hopeful that it would work. And mm-hmm. in a lot of cases, that does give you a pretty good placebo effect. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Does that mean that it's bad?
1: Not at all. I was going to say however you think sometimes just helps improve your outcome
0: absolutely so and especially with neurodegenerative mm-hmm. disorders like parkinson's right and dementia and alzheimer's um better mood is a big deal a big and it doesn't deal. matter what helps that if placebo helps that fantastic exactly yeah but as far as drawing conclusions from this study maybe a little bit yeah. shaky
1: yeah
0: all right so uh, we'll, we'll circle kind of back around to that but another thing that I wondered about too with this is um, they did some very 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 low power laser Okay. Um, and it actually was LED therapy which can still do some good mm-hmm. um, but it was a, a, a wavelength that doesn't penetrate very deep 940 mm-hmm. nanometers and um, and it was very, very low power, uh, over 30 minutes. I was
1: going to say that would take an awfully long time.
0: Yeah, they spent 30 minutes, and they targeted the light right at the base of the brain stem, so right here. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. And and that's a good idea because you're going for the midbrain. You're going for the affected area here. Right. But I wonder about their parameters, and, and seeing that we have probable placebo effect means that I don't know if we can really draw good conclusions from this particular study. Now, again, there's other studies we could be looking at I just thought we should look at this one right here mm-hmm. for today. Why not? Okay, so our second question is, does hydrogen water have benefits?
1: First, explain hydrogen water. Yes, absolutely. So <laughs> hydrogen
0: water is water
1: mm-hmm. with hydrogen. Well, that makes sense, but... <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. What does
0: that mean? So, you know, carbonated water, mm-hmm. right, has little bubbles of CO2 in it, mm-hmm. and it tastes fizzy and everything. Well, this is essentially the same thing, but instead of carbonated water uh, carbon dioxide mm-hmm. they use hydrogen gas okay okay um now at first glance you think okay well that doesn't do anything right mm-hmm. i mean there's no way there's some evidence that it might help as an antioxidant curious uh-huh and well, we just talked about oxidants mm-hmm. antioxidants i think we'll right. just spit your direction sorry
1: no it's okay <laughs>
0: It happens. I'm excited. Yes. Um, so there's some evidence that hydrogen water does produce some um, some antioxidant effect mm-hmm. and help protect cells, mm-hmm. but it's very, very limited evidence. The only thing we can really say is we know it's safe. It's not going to hurt anything. Right. So um, I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So then my question was, why'd they use hydrogen water when it's so very unproven? Right. Uh, I mean, I know it's safe, but why didn't they just maybe separate these out to show how the laser therapy did? separately from how the hydrogen why put them together right
1: what what is the outcome together when versus the outcome separately right right Mm -hmm. yeah
0: so it turns out that one of the um, authors of the study has parkinson's okay and this is what he's been doing for a long time interesting yeah so he's been drinking this hydrogen water Mm -hmm. and he's been using the led light Mm-hmm. Uh, on the brain stem, and he feels like he's had great results, and so that's why these researchers put this study together.
1: Well, there you go.
0: I think I really like that. Yeah. Because so many times you see researchers that have really no personal connection to right. the diseases they're studying. This guy actually has a disease. He's been trialing this on himself, and he thought, let's try it on more people.
1: That's, that's really pretty cool. It is pretty cool. That is pretty cool.
0: So props to these guys for trying it. Yes. I, I still don't really know that I like how the study's laid out, but still it's good data
1: but it's personal and it's they're really working to find a solution right yeah Yeah.
0: okay so last question is does laser therapy overclock the cells and cause some level of damage Um, and and that question comes about because when we describe how photobiomodulation works how Mm -hmm. laser therapy works is it by it's by producing more activity Mm -hmm. within the mitochondria of the cell Mm-hmm. That's the biggest method, That it also mm-hmm. increases blood flow, increases oxygenation from the blood flow into the cells. There's a lot of, uh, of bigger effects there too, but essentially mm-hmm. a lot of it comes down to speeding up how fast your cells make energy. Right. And so a question that some patients have gotten, uh, have, have given to us is, well, I mean, can you get too much? Does it, mm-hmm. it over stimulate my cells? What if you burn them out, right?
1: We've heard those questions. We have. Mm-hmm. What's the answer? no
0: yeah the answer is (laughs) no that's exactly right but why why is it no this this study goes into Mm. the 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 why a little bit uh to answer the question yes you just drink this water just like regular water it can come you can get the hydrogen water it can come in a bottle it can um you can get a a machine that you use at home to produce it it can be really expensive we'll come back to that one here at the end about what to do with that information okay good question though yeah it's a good question Um, Don't have to do it in an IV or anything like that. That's good. Yeah. Um, So when we go into, you know, does light therapy burn out the cells or does it overwork the cells? Does it kind of overclock uh, the performance of the mitochondria? That's actually something mentioned in this paper. So again, bear with me. I'm going to read your quote. They say, because these reactive oxygen species, um, these free radicals, are an inevitable byproduct of ATP synthesis through the electron transport chain, the steady enhancement of the mitochondrial function may result in an undesirable side effect, which is excessive ROS production. Without adequate reactive oxygen species clearance, subsequent oxidative damage can trigger neuronal apoptosis, or the death of nerve, nerve cells. And I thought, man, I have not seen that really anywhere else. And there's not a citation for that either. And so I thought, that's that's a little interesting. Mm -hmm. I understand the the thought Mm -hmm. process. Okay, if we're using the mitochondria to produce more energy, and producing energy generates these reactive oxygen species, maybe it would, maybe we could affect that. Mm -hmm. But the answer is it it doesn't happen Mm -hmm. at all. So, and you don't just have to take my word for it. I'm looking at a study by Dr. Hamblin Mm -hmm. uh, from 2017. This is called Mechanisms and Applications of the Anti-Inflammatory Effects of Photobiomodulation. He says, there is, yes, a brief burst of reactive oxygen species when you put light therapy on cells, but it does produce that only in normal cells. When used in oxidatively stressed cells or diseased cells, Mm -hmm. the ROS levels actually go down, meaning that the cells are healthier. They have less of this oxidative stress. So do we have to worry about overstimulating or overclocking the cells? No we don't because we have really really good effects of almost selective effects you could say Mm -hmm. on cells that are damaged versus cells that are healthy. Cells Mm -hmm. that are damaged we don't see this extra oxidation. Mm -mm.
1: Um, So you're not reproducing damaged cells you're just it's just kind of ignoring them
0: right yeah so you know with a healthy with a healthy cell a little burst of reactive oxygen species actually can help stimulate healing
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and tissue regeneration around that, that that healthy cell whereas with damaged cells it depresses that rate which allows the cell to repair more by having less of those reactive oxygen species around Right. Um, so when it comes to the cellular effects you, you really can't overstimulate it okay
1: nice yeah Wow. so
0: what are our takeaways from this one So, just let's just kind of recap everything if you fell mm-hmm. asleep halfway through <laughs> we're going to get you the recap number one, you can't take every study at face value mm-hmm. this particular study makes a pretty bold statement I don't know that they can quite back it up it's interesting still to hear about mm-hmm. um, but you know this does illustrate the fact that just because it says it's good on the title mm-hmm. may not be actually proving that in the results right. number two Placebo effect is very real. It is. And it can be helpful.
1: Yeah. Placebo is not always negative. Right. You know, if you can trick your brain into thinking something positive mm-hmm. or something is being effective, why not? Right. And I mean, we see this all the time, mm-hmm. not
0: just with, you know... um physical therapy or light therapy or or anything in particular but you'll see this with medications Mm -hmm. um, where a patient is maybe taking a pain medication and they have been told that it's going to work great and it does work great for them and that combination of placebo and that medication working together is really great but if you give this a different patient that same medication tell them this almost never works
1: it's not going to work. It, in a lot of cases, it
0: produces much less results. So, so right. understanding
1: mm-hmm.
0: what you're what you're doing, especially with laser therapy, and trusting mm-hmm. that it does have proof behind it, right. is a great way to help kind of enhance that effect. Because mm-hmm. laser therapy does work. It does. But if you believe that it works, it could work even better.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. It might take longer. It might go quickly. Yeah, it could take a while.
0: It could go quick.
1: But. It works. It does work. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, la- uh, thirdly, hydrogen water. mm mm-hmm. um, There's not a real great reason, in my opinion, to be drinking it. But there's not a real great reason not to drink it either, other than the cost.
1: So where do you find hydrogen water? I well, mean, you can ask you... celebrities where to find it. Oh, okay.
0: They'll, they'll be happy <laughs> to sell it to you for a fee.
1: Okay. A good
0: fee You can spend $6,000 on a hydrogen water machine for home use. hmm yeah
1: no thank you yeah (laughs) Uh,
0: you know if you're not going to spend a ton of money if you're not going to break the bank you want to try it out there's no indication it could harm you Mm -hmm. so maybe worth a shot
1: i just wouldn't even know where to look to find it google uh, seriously
0: you can just google Google and find yeah you can find uh like cans of it online interesting and and order it yeah um yeah So So I might try it sometime. If you you want to give it a try, go for it. It's not going to be harmful. Yep. Yep. But if you only got uh, $10 to spend on food this week, um, probably don't want to spend most of it on hydrogen water.
1: Get some real food. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. All right. Lastly, laser therapy does not damage cells. Mm -mm. Even though in this paper they do talk about the idea that it could, we know from years and years of Mm -hmm. other research that it does not damage the cells. Mm -hmm. In in actuality, we've seen this in several studies now, but laser therapy selectively targets damaged and stressed cells and helps them recover. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about overstimulating or overclocking or burning out those cells. It's gonna do nothing but be helpful. Right. All right. Very helpful. That's all I've got today.
1: Very interesting. Yeah. I like that these researchers have skin in the game.
0: Yeah. You don't yeah. see that too often. Mm-mm. It's nice to see, and I'm always grateful to see some of these come out. Uh, I don't want to don't want it to be taken that I'm really trying to be hard on these guys. I understand where they're coming from. It's an interesting idea, um, and we'll look at some more studies uh, kind of like this here in the near future.
1: Look forward to it. Thanks. Thank you.
0: Subscribe to this weekly podcast for more great information. Find a certified laser therapy clinic near you at lasertherapyinstitute.org. If you're a healthcare provider, check out our practitioner-focused Laser Therapy Institute
1: podcast. Thanks for listening.